Barkley straight ahead with a big hole. And running through is Saquon Barkley. And he's going in for a Giants touchdown. Giants turn to try and answer. And here's Saquon Barkley. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. I'm your host, Jack Cotteraro. Of course, alongside with me, my lovely and always beautiful co-host, Thomas Sinertia. Here we are recapping the Giants' loss, 17-9 loss to the Los Angeles Rams. Tom, what's good, buddy? What it do, what it do. It's a beautiful Monday. How was your weekend? We'll start off with that before we get into the game. No, weekend was good. I went home, I saw the family, had a nice, fun weekend outside, and the Giants didn't get spanked. Yeah, the Giants didn't get spanked this weekend, and they actually kept it a close game all the way through, thanks to our defense. Our offense is doo-doo. Yeah, offense, is, offense stinks. So we don't stink anymore. Like, we, like, like I've been saying we stink. We don't stink anymore. The offense stinks. The defense holds their own. Tom, they really do. The defense actually played, like, out of their minds yesterday, in my opinion. Dude, like, when you go up against a team like that, who just was in the Super Bowl a few years ago, and... Just, like, all the talent that team has. It's just, like, you think about it going into that game, you're like, the Giants really have no chance at winning. And that's what we said in the preview. Mm-hmm. It's like the Giants shouldn't have a chance at winning this game. And there they were, Sunday, primetime game, in the spotlight, only down eight points with the two-minute drive left. And what happens? Daniel Jones drives all the way down the field like he does and makes an Eli Manning-type, Tony Romo-type mistake and throws the game away with an interception. Yeah, that's stug. I had just gotten home, and I saw that we were driving down the field yet again, and so I turned it on. Maybe I'm the jinx. I turned it on, and then he threw a pick. You probably are the jinx. I just won't watch him anymore as long as I live. (laughs) You heard it here first. That's my sacrifice. Last year, the Chiefs fan sacrificed himself. He left the game when they were down 21-0 to Houston, and the Chiefs came back and won the game. I I will be that fan sacrifice. I just won't watch them again the rest of the year. Damn, so you really turned on the game. As soon as that happened. I turned on the game. He completed two passes and one incomplete pass. I'm sorry, two complete, two incomplete, and then he threw the pick. Yeah, that was a really rough pick to watch because me and my buddy Mike were watching it, and we're like, wow, like here they come down the field. Like, let's go. Like, let's get this. And, of course, I didn't think we were going to get the two-point conversion anyway. At least a touchdown. The Giants haven't scored a touchdown, Tom, in nine, ten quarters of football now. That's two games now that they have not scored a touchdown. And honestly, it goes back to week two, too, when they only scored one touchdown in the beginning of the game. So something's wrong with the offense. They're, dude, the receivers cannot create separation for their lives. Like, there was a play yesterday. It was all over Twitter. Everyone saw it. It was like a designed pass play. And all the receivers, Tom, ran out to block. So Daniel Jones was sitting back there waiting for someone to run a route. And then by the time he looks up and gets ready to throw the ball, he's getting hit by four Ram defenders in the face. And he just got smothered. He got sacked six times, I think, yesterday, five times. Yeah, we're not very talented at wide receiver right now. No, dude, and Slayton's not going to be a number one without help from others. Like, there's no way for him to just get open without help from anyone else. Golden Tate had his hands full with Jalen Ramsey yesterday. Golden Tate stinks. Yeah, he stinks, and he's bad for the culture, too. Everyone knows that story. I don't know if you saw Tom at the end of the game, but they had that brawl. Yeah, but... You know know what that is? Yeah. Because Golden Tate sister was married to Jalen Ramsey or whatever, wifed up, and he just broke up with her as she was having kids coming. Yeah, so why is that bad? He's defending his sister. I'd do the same thing. No, there was nothing wrong with Golden Tate doing that. It's just a breakout of the fight at the end of the game. Everyone on Twitter was very 
culture about that. You know what I'm saying, Tom? They're like, oh, Giants culture this. That's not Giants culture. Listen, I get what people are saying on Twitter, but dude, he stood up for his sister, and it is what it is. Anyway, Golden Tate didn't do anything for us yesterday. He stunk. Evan Ingram finally got it going. He had like six receptions for like 36 yards. So a bunch of like cross routes and slant routes. Like he hit them on, like you said, in the preview, they got to run those short and quick routes. We talked about that. So they did. That's it. They listened to you. But, dude, they got to be able to go deep, dude. Daniel Jones hasn't thrown a ball, I feel like, 20-plus yards since week one. And then he's making costly mistakes late in games or on a drive where we really need to put up points. Like, dude, I I know people will say this. You can put it as you want. I know when he threw that interception, if you looked in front of him as he was scrambling, there's probably like 10 to 15 yards of yeah, open he, field. he should have ran the ball. I honestly think he could have made it into the end zone. Probably. Did you see that play where he spun out of three tackles, looked like Eli Manning in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. then spun, did another spin move on another guy and went for 15 yards? Like, dude, I was watching that in a maze. Like, there's plays that you look at Daniel Jones and you're like, oh, my God. Like, how'd you do that? How did this kid do that? And then you see plays where he makes and it's just a brain fart. And it's like, oh, well. That ball never should have been thrown. That is one of my biggest takeaways from the game. Literally, that ball shouldn't have been thrown. I love how the defense played. The defensive line played well. A couple sacks once again. I, know. I don't know what to expect. Another a fumble, too. They recovered a fumble. I know Blake Martinez did good again. Blake Martinez is a stud. He's a freak of nature, dude. I'll tell you that much. That guy really goes out there and balls. The offensive line is awful. Terrible. Will Hernandez did have his best game, though, since 2018. I was looking at Pro Football Focus, like the New York Giants page of it on Twitter. He had his best game. Aaron Donald has lowest graded game. So I guess that that's the big boys up front there. Will Hernandez, Kevin Zeitler, and Nick Gates doing their job. You saw I saw yesterday Nick Gates and Aaron Donald go at it a little bit. Look, it looked like a little slap box match. Like imagine if you and I slap box. Like you'd be Nick Gates, I'd be Aaron Donald. Yeah, I'd be the shit out of you. No. Yeah. I'd, I could bench five hundred pounds. I'm Aaron Donald. No, I'd win. Okay. All right, fine. Say what you want. I just want to talk to Giants fans about the offense. I don't see the Giants putting up points at we, all this we season. We stink. Offense, Tom, offense is bad. There's gotta you gotta get something done. And this is I'm telling you once again, I always say this. This is on Dave Gettleman's shoulders, once again. It's not on the head coaching staff. It's not on all the coaches. They're brand new. It's a new system. It's Daniel Jones' second year in the league. There's a lot of struggles going on. And I hate to say this, he's in a sophomore slump. Dude, the offense looked better last year. Yeah, under Pat Shermer. Last year, they were putting up, I think, at least 24 points a game. Yes, and now this year, it's not looking too good. They put up They put up nine, eight, excuse me, 18 points in two games, week three and four, and guess who they were all scored by? Graham Gano has put up all 18 points the past two games for the Giants. That just screams problems. Oh, the last problems. two games, yeah. Yes, last two games, excuse me. Yeah, we stink. <sighs> Tom, I'm just very frustrated, dude. The offense is bad. Like, it's really bad, So dude. let's stay with the good vibes. Talk about the defense. Oh, wait. Before we get to the defense, one thing that was positive about the offense, they established a run game. They had more rushing yards than the Rams did yesterday. So that's a positive. Did we score? No. That's the biggest thing for me, Giants fan. I love seeing the Giants improve in certain positions, but guess what? I don't care until they're putting points up on the board, Tom. And they just can't do that. Every time they get down the field, they put together good drives. They really do. Daniel Jones is the... Chief of the offense, you can tell he's always calling plays. He's always doing his job. And then, dude, just something happens, a sack or a costly play. Jones could almost possibly fumble. He almost did it yesterday, too, but he recovered. So only one turnover from yesterday. So I guess you could be happy with that. You'd like to see none. But 
dude, it's just, it's a mess, dude. The team's a mess right now. At least we're not the New York Jets, Tom. I always say this. At least we're not the Jets. I mean, we're pretty much just as bad as them. Yeah, we are pretty as bad as them. But I guess we'll talk about some of the key highlights of the defense. To start off, the Giants were 13-point underdogs. We, yep, talk, we, we talk, covered. We talked about that. So the Giants covered that, which is kind of like, wow, like, no one expected that. I'll tell you that much. My roommates were talking about it. I'm pretty sure they all took Giants. I mean, excuse me, Rams spread. Yeah. So no one was expecting the Giants to even cover or even come close this game. But they did. And honestly, it's insane because they gave up 17 points in the first half, I'm pretty sure. And they didn't allow a touchdown. Oh, excuse me. They allowed 10 points in the first half or nine, something like that. And then they gave up the touchdown to Cooper Cup like late in the third quarter for like 50 yards. That was kind of just a blown coverage. And he just streaked down the field for a touchdown. It was kind of stunk because it took the life out of me. We were only down 10-9 or something like that. So that really stunk. But I was happy with how they performed, but just the, the offense, Tom, it really hurts me to say this. It's just the offense stinks, bro. They stink. We stink. Hey, you sound, you sound like me now. Yeah, bad. No bueno. No bueno, dude. I'm going to say this. We're, the, still, we're the, still only a game back in the division. Oh, God, here we go again. I've been saying this now for four weeks now. After it's every true. game. And it is true, Tom. It really is. How are the Giants only one game back? Don't get me wrong. I've said this before. The NFC East probably has the faces the hardest opponents this year. That, but yo, we we all stink. The Cowboys are trash. For anyone that thinks the Cowboys are good, they're not good. No, I don't think they're good, dude. They got Chubb got hurt, and they still gave up 262 rushing yards to Kareem and their two backups. Yeah, dude. Like the cow and the Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans are the worst. Everyone knows that. They, like, they're not like they're not good. No, they are not good. Dude, like, you, I watched Dallas play, and I think all their games they had were winnable. Yeah, they should, no, they should be good, but then again, they shouldn't have won that Atlanta game. They should be 0-4 right, with us right now. They could be. They easily could. The Eagles could be 0-4 with us. They should have lost oh, yeah. last the, night, too. The Eagles are a different type of bad. They tied the Bengals. You don't do that. The only reason the Redskins have a win is because they beat the Eagles. So, there were... If you think about it, Giants fans, there could be one win amongst the whole division right now. There really could be. Dallas got lucky, came back from that game against Atlanta. Atlanta's just a choke artist. We all know that. Eagles got lucky last night playing Nick Mullins. But, Tom, the Giants probably had the hardest four or five games of the schedule out of any other team in the NFC East, if you think about it. Steelers, Bears, I mean, obviously a banged-up 49ers team, but let's say they're full health, yeah. And then you play the Rams this week. Should have been a blowout. Rams should have walked in there and walked out of there by the third quarter knowing they won. But it, the Giants, dude, I don't get it, guys. I really don't. You're going to tell me, Giants fans, that we can't hang on or hold on to a game against Nick Mullins and all the backups on the 49ers, but hang with probably one of the most healthier teams in the league with the Los Angeles Rams and only lose by eight points and lose on the last drive again? This is the second time this year we've lost in the last drive. Again. Against Chicago and against L.A. now. Justin Pennick, if you're listening to this episode, buddy, I got to tell you this. You say it the best out of anyone who's a Giants podcaster. The New York Giants find ways to blow winnable games, Tom. It's been like that for a while now. Oh, it has been. But we try not to think about it as Giants fans because we're always like, ah, oh, move on the next week. Ah, oh, we got next week to worry about. Ah, oh, maybe we'll do better this week. Ah, oh, maybe we'll fight with a team this week. No. We stink, Tom. And it's honestly, 
so frustrating to talk about it because I wanted to see them succeed and do so well under a whole new coaching staff and a whole new New York Giants like era. But no, dude, it's off to a bad start. I don't blame, I don't blame the coaching staff. I am a little iffy on Jason Garrett's play calls and also a little bit Patrick Graham's defensive scheme. Like on on passing downs, he's taking Dexter Lawrence out. He's probably our best pass rusher and and run stuffer. And he's taking him out on like vital plays that we need him in on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm full of rants today, Tom. I really am. I'm honestly not that not that disappointed. I'm just disappointed because that was a winnable game. Oh, like Penick yeah. said. That yeah. was literally a winnable game. We could be sitting at two and two right now and we'd be top of the division. But guess what? We got a chance next week to be top of the division. We play Dallas. Listen, NFC East division winner, I think, is only gonna win six games. That's what I said. We and are all really, 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 really bad. But the thing is, we're still alive. And I, I know we've oh, been no. yeah, we're repetitive about it, Tom, but wow. Like, here we are, and we're still alive. And it's like, okay. We're, well, we're, we're literally tanking, but we're a game back at the same time. That's what's going to be interesting, because we have, like, a few division games coming up. I'm pretty a, sure. We have a lot of division it's games. Dallas, it's Dallas this weekend. And then we go to Washington, or we play Washington at home. And then Philly on Thursday night. Oh God, Philly on in, a Thursday in Philly. Don't you just love playing in Philly? Well, it won't be as bad now because the fans won't be there. But no, I hate playing in Philly. They're bad. They stink. They're hurt too. Teams are hurt. Teams are banged up. I just Tom, as a, like a sports fan in general of like the National Football League guys, I really hate seeing players get hurt. It re- I know. I know injuries are part of the sport. These players risk their bodies on the line. But, man, 2020 really can't get any worse. Well, yeah, it's because none of these guys are as conditioned as they're used to being uh, a month into the season. No, and they're all they're paying the full price, they dude. Didn't, they didn't have OTAs. They didn't have training camp. They had whatever, whatever you want to call those three or four weeks of practice they had. I guess we could call it training camp, but, like, dude. Yeah, that's not training camp. Though. No. It's training camp starts back in March. You have OTAs, then you have training camp. These guys, these guys are playing. It's the same thing with baseball. the The pitchers are the ones are the ones getting really hurt because they they're not loose. James Paxton said that by by the time they got postponed, they were half loose during spring training, and then they lost all of that. Then back in in August when they started, they got half loose again, and just about now they're starting to get fully loose. Same thing with football. They, teams won't be at full strength, I feel like, until like... Until, until the playoffs. <laughs> until around Christmas time. I was going to say like, week 10, week 12, yeah. honestly, Tom. So you want to hear a funny little staff from Pro Football Focus that I was mentioning earlier in the episode? Daniel Jones has thrown 20-plus yards downfield on 5.4% of his pass attempts. Tied 35th among 35 qualifiers. Daniel Jones is having a rough year, Giants fans. And it honestly only seems like it's going to get worse. You see, like, bright moments of the kid, and you really love him. I think he's still our franchise quarterback. I have I say this every week, and I'm going to keep saying it until I honestly give up on Daniel Jones, but I, I'm not ready to give up on Daniel Jones. I think he's a fighter. He's a competitor. And that that's Joe Judge's whole mentality of, it, of the year, is to always be a fighter and always be a dog and try to come out on top. And always just you give it your all. It's, it's just all what-if questions right now for the Giants. What if they do this? What if they actually win a game this year? What's the division going to look like, Tom, by week 10? 
Is anyone going to have over three wins by week 10? <laughs> I hope so. Because if you think about it, all those other teams, Cowboys, Redskins, excuse me, Washington football team, and the Eagles have to play all the teams we're playing this year too. Wait until we play Baltimore. Lamar ran all over the Washington football team yesterday. What is he going to do to the Giants? Are they going to be able to contain Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think I'm just going to take that week off and just not come on. Oh, really? So you're going to leave me to do that all by myself? We should just not even do it that week. It'll it'll be our bye week. Yeah. Giants get a bye week. We need a bye week. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Giants get a bye week. Giants podcasters should really get a bye week to cope with their mental health. This stuff is stressful, man. We stink. I was talking to just some buddies and... Just talking about the game and what they saw. And, dude, I talked to Jack Denny again. He goes, bro, dude, this isn't good. Like, and it's not getting any better. And it really stinks to watch week in and week out your team lose. Like, I expect – I hate to say it, Giants fans, but I'm expecting to lose on Sundays all the time. <coughs> and it's kind of been like that, Tom, for a while now. Yep. They're just not fun anymore. No, they're not. <laughs> Back to the game, I guess, after we've gone on this kind of long rant. I kind of like that. Sure. It's kind of fun to rant a little bit, you know, because, dude, I, like, think of all the stuff I'm going to say, and then it just, sp- whatever spills out, spills out Shut sometimes. Up. I do my research. I talk about this, that. I just love to rant about the Giants because I, my stress, my stress levels are through the roof. If you, I had an Apple Watch, it'd be beeping at me all the time, you saying sh- probably to relax. You stress too much. Yeah, because I want them to succeed and do well. I want to talk about a good team. Oh, but I always no. will be talking about the New York Giants. We got a we got a while till we're that till we're that good. Yeah. I think they can turn this team around. I yesterday, Tom, another another bright side. I know it's not a lot of it, but they took out Cam Fleming and gave an opportunity to Matt Parrott. He played like a certain amount of snaps. He didn't play like a, a tremendous percent of the game, wow. but he got he got some time in. And at right tackle, he did a good job. He did his job when. When defenders would get past him, Tom, he would just flush him out. So he'd give Jones that extra time by flushing out defenders. Andrew Thomas, all you see on Twitter now is about how he's struggling, how out of the four top offensive linemen in the 2020 draft, he's one of the worst ones, yep. blah, blah, this, that. You know what? They can shut up because you know why? He's been going against some of the best competition in the league this year and some of the best defensive schemes also in the league this year. So I'm not really too upset with him. I, I love him. And this is the thing I'm going to say about also Cam Fleming, who also had a good game. And Joe Judge stated that they only took him out to get in some reps for Matt Parrott. So, but, but honestly, I want to see Matt Parrott over this guy, Cam Fleming. So Cam Fleming is the highest-graded player for the Giants' offensive against the Rams and is the highest-graded O-lineman for the team through four games. So you can say what you want about Cam Fleming. A lot of people have been giving him a lot of bash and backlash about how he's been playing. But I guess pro football focus is... State and facts, I guess, and he's been the highest overall graded lineman we've had this year. Keep him in. Yeah, I guess you got to keep him in, but I want to see the rookies play this year. Because, Tom, if this is a wash Wait. of a season, I mean, we can't be saying it's a wash of a season yet because of how the all of the other teams are placing in the division as of right now. So if this season becomes a wash, Giants fans, what's wrong with playing all the rookies this year and getting them all the valuable reps they need? Because think about this, Tom. I think of it, the defense for the Giants, as one play, like, key, like, excuse me, one key player away from being, a, like, a top 15 defense year in and year out. Wait until McKinney comes back. You think McKinney's going to make us that much of a better team? I think he'll make a difference. Dude, the, the defense is looking solid right now. Holding the Rams to 17 points. 
That's probably a team that averages around like 20, 30 points, 35 points a game, possibly. I do think Jared Goff is a fraud, though. I yeah, kind of do. He's a, he's a system guy. They just didn't get in the rhythm yesterday, the Rams. And the Giants, I give them props, man. They they played them well. They played them well. They just gave up that one crucial play. Like, guys, Giants fans, it's always, like, I say this, it's always one crucial play that ruins the Giants game for them. The cut, touchdown the Cooper Cup. Then the interception by Daniel Jones. You could say what you want. Ah, I should have ran it. Ah, I should have thrown it out of bounds. Who cares? I'm sick of losing, Tom. Don't look at me like that, boy. I mean, hey, you can't win them all. There's always tomorrow. I don't even know what to say, Tom. There always <laughs> is tomorrow. It would be fun to go to Dallas, Tom, and beat Dallas. They're really... I, I watched that full game. They're really not a good team. I mean, yeah. Cleveland's a decent team. I wouldn't yeah, say but, yeah, I wouldn't but, say they're top tier. Baker doesn't throw the ball. Yeah, like, the like who the Cow... On paper, the Cowboys should be a very, very, very good football team, and they're just not at all. I did not like that Mike McCarthy signing at all from the, from the beginning. I agree with you on that, Tom. I do. But why not steal a game in Dallas this week? Oh, sure. Why not? I would love to. Honestly, I have nothing else to say, Tom. The preview is going to be fire for this week. Yeah, the preview is going to be a lot of fun this week. I'm coming in hot. Tom's coming in hot, I guess. Here he comes. Big boy Tom. Tommy gun swinging. We're also going to have a special guest, Chris Loria, on the show. Chris is a part of my fraternity here at Quinnipiac. So Chris is a great friend of mine. Tom, you've probably met him before. Chris is a great kid. Big Cowboys fan, which kind of stinks. But... Oh, God. You didn't tell me that part. Oh, I thought... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip him apart. Oh, all right. Well, I guess there's going to be blood drawn on the next uh, Talking be, Big Boy with JQ It's going to be episode. a good one. I don't know if we'd have a Cowboys fan. Come on, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. Chris knows his stuff, too. We always talk about it when I see him in public and wherever. Honestly, I see him at someone's house. He knows his stuff, and he knows that his team should be a lot better than it is. But we're all going to save that for next week's episode. Um, just tune in next week, I'd say around Thursday, Friday. Once again, we're going to record it. I'll have it out by Friday night, so then you guys can have all day Saturday to listen to it and play it again and again and again in your head until the Giants beat the Cowboys. But Giants fans, that's pretty much it for this episode. couple positives to look at, a lot of negatives as always, and just another crucial loss in the 2020 season that just keeps getting worse, Giants fans. And once again, I'll say it again, I'm going to be repetitive. Another winnable game was lost yesterday by the New York Giants. Tom, do you have anything else to say? Stay golden, pony boy. Stay golden. All right, Giants fans, keep staying safe and healthy. Wish you all the best, and I hope all your mental health is good, and we'll see you on another episode this week. Peace!